Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Israel and it is my honor to encourage you on this Monday morning. We are continuing on in week two of our No Other Name devotion series where we look uh, around the concept of the supremacy of what is revealed about the nature of Jesus in the name of Jesus, the name under which every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess. Yesterday morning in our Capes on Church service, I preached from Isaiah chapter 35, which speaks about the wilderness blooming in the midst of a human experience of suffering and depravity and dryness. God promises to make the wilderness bloom, but he says that he is going to prepare a way which the people of God needs to walk according to. I find it very interesting that before the name Christian was assigned to the followers of Jesus, our religion was simply called the way. And the Christians were called followers of the way. Because it's often said that Jesus came to give a relationship, not a religion. And while there's some truth in that statement, he did come to completely redefine our religious framework and in essence essentially create a new religious faith framework or new religion. But the point that Jesus came to do was he came to show us and to teach us a way in which the people of God can walk so that the dry experience of the human condition, the wilderness itself, can start to bloom. I've often taught this to our Cape Town congregation that when you experience wilderness seasons, don't ask God to remove you, to take you out of your wilderness season because you're going to miss the lesson that the Lord's wanting you to learn. Ask God to lead you through it. And this concept of the way is something that Jesus taught over and over. And so the no other name theme I want to discuss with you today is the concept of Jesus as teacher, rabbi sometimes revealed as the teacher. How do we understand Jesus as teacher in our lives? And also how do we position our hearts under Jesus as teacher so that we can learn the way and become followers of the way so that we too can experience this path of life, this way in the wilderness and this desert blooming in the midst of the human experience here on earth. So we're going to read a few different passages this morning. I've got three for us um, and I hope it's an encouragement for you. Our first passage is from Luke chapter 6 verse 40 and it says, a disciple is not above his teacher. But everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. The point of rabbinical uh, discipleship in the first century, which that's what Jesus did with his disciples, was that the point was that the disciple would be reproduced to become like their rabbi. The rabbi, in his mentorship and teaching capacity, was to reproduce himself in his disciples. And Jesus echoes that sentiment here that a disciple is never above his teacher, but eventually when that disciple is fully trained, he will become like his teacher. The whole point for us to become disciples of Jesus is so that we can become like Jesus. Now, this is often an interesting concept that the church either overemphasizes or underemphasizes. I seldomly see a good balance between this. But what does it mean for us to walk like Jesus? It doesn't mean we become salvation. It doesn't mean we become the saviors of this world. 
but it does mean that there's an expectation for us to live like Jesus lived. And that's why there is difficult passages, passages in the Great Commissioning, uh, such as uh, Matthew 26, Mark chapter 16, where it says that these signs will follow them that believe in me. That the expectation is that the standard sign of the followers of Jesus is that the miraculous does follow them. That's why this passage is that says you will perform even greater works. And the works there in Greek definitively points towards miraculous works. There is an expectation for us to be able to live like Jesus so that when people in a broken world experiences us, they can experience the same level of breakthrough in Jesus' name as the blind people that came to Jesus, the lepers that came to Jesus, the people uh, who were possessed by demons who came to Jesus. Everyone who had a need who came to Jesus was liberated through the work of Jesus. And the expectation is that as we are disciples of Jesus, that we will become like Jesus. Now, this concept of doing a lot of work for the kingdom or and taking time to be a disciple for the kingdom is best seen in the story of Mary and Martha. And I think most of us will be familiar with it. Martha's busy in the kitchen doing exactly what her culture, her customs, and her religion taught her to do. There's guests in the house. You prepare meals and you make them feel at home. But Mary did something controversial. You see, in first century Judea, women could not be disciples. But in this passage, and it's often overlooked, Mary is seen just sitting in the living room by the feet of Jesus, listening to him. And Martha comes out and she says, Mary, you're just not going to help me. And Jesus says, don't take this away from her. She's chosen the better portion. What's the portion Mary's chosen here? That posture of where Mary placed herself at the feet of Jesus to listen to him was reserved for disciples. Mary understood that there was something that she had access to in Jesus that she could find from no other teacher in Israel in that period. Mary had positioned herself as a disciple of Jesus. And sometimes that's exactly what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, to be taught by Jesus. It means that regardless of the customs and the religious norms of our day, that following Jesus means that we position ourselves at his feet in a different way to the expectation of the world from that day. And so while Martha was doing what was the standard expectation for her, there was nothing wrong with her. Mary understood that Jesus is a different kind of teacher and that he came to prepare a new path. And so Mary positioned herself as a disciple to be taught by Jesus because she too could eventually become like Jesus as all of us can. Then there's John chapter 1, verse 38 and 39. It says, Jesus turned and saw them following. This is the disciples of John the Baptist. And he says, what is it you seek? And I said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? The word staying there is in Greek, menos. Where are you abiding? We want to know where do you abide? Because we want to abide with you. And Jesus says, come and you will see. And so they came and they saw where he was staying and they abided with him from that day. There's this idea of needing to seek where God is in the midst of everything we experience in our world, in our human experience, and then learning to abide with him as our teacher, to live a life with him. There is something so powerful about the way that Jesus taught in John chapter 6, verse 6. 63, Jesus teaches that the words he taught the disciples are spirit 
and they are alive. And I, I could just imagine what it would have been like to sit under the teaching of Jesus in that day. I think there's something in the spirit of the disciples that would have been stirring as Jesus taught. I think the revelation that Peter got that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the most high, where Jesus said, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom, wasn't a, it wasn't an, a realization of who Jesus said he was. But I think it was a recognition that when Jesus teaches that there is a life that becomes released, that there are spirits are moving. The word to speak to your spirit and they are life. That life itself becomes imparted when we sit at the feet of Jesus to be taught by him as our rabbi. And so I want to encourage you, make space to be, sit and position yourselves to abide like Mary at the feet of Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus. Allow him to speak the words of spirit and life into you and take those words from Luke chapter six. When a disciple is fully trained, you will become like his teacher. Amen. Can we pray quickly? Father, thank you for the incredible honor that we get to sit at your son's feet as our rabbi, as our teacher. Will you give us fresh opportunities this week? Will you open doors? Will you tug on our hearts? Will you help us create space? to sit at the feet of Jesus as our teacher. And Father, may we receive those words that are spirit and not our life. And may we, like Peter, receive the revelation of who Jesus is to us. And Father, reproduce in us the ministry of Jesus as a sign to the world that Jesus is alive and that he rose on the third day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.